0: Pray with me. Gracious God, open our hearts to the power of your loving word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. This morning we are dropped in on an experience of Jesus' baptism. The setting is the wilderness, the outside, the place far from where normal life happens. The wilderness would remind everybody of the time that the Hebrew people wandered in the wilderness after they had been liberated from their enslavement under the Egyptian oppression. There are many who say that there were, there were decades or generations where the Hebrew people learned how to live under the oppression of Egypt, and so they needed some time to shed those layers and learn how to live a different way with God. John was quite a colorful figure. He's often described as wild. We hear that he was wearing camel's hair and a leather belt, and he ate locusts and wild honey. So this wild man John is out in the wilderness inviting people to a new way of living, inviting people to confess their sins, to leave behind, to turn in a new direction, to turn toward God. And experience this cleansing ritual in the river. And then here, Jesus appears. We know from earlier stories in the text that Jesus and John were related. They knew each other. They were just a few months apart. Their mothers were close as well. And Jesus shows up to be baptized. And John, I think rightly reading the situation, knowing that there is something radically different about Jesus and who he is, God incarnate in the world. John says to Jesus, I'm not, I'm not here to be baptizing you. This should be the other way around. You are here to baptize me along with everyone else. And in the translation we heard this morning, Jesus responds to John with this, this phrase. Let it go now, to fulfill all righteousness. And John, let it go. And when I hear that phrase, let it go, sometimes that sounds like an onerous job because sometimes I don't want to let go of the things I am holding on to. But also there's an invitation to release, to shed, to peel some of the layers back. This phrase, it was very specific, it was actually a phrase that that literally was referring to releasing some sort of formal obligation. Jesus shows up and with who he is and the way in which he has come into the world. It would make sense that he would be the one to baptize John and everybody else. But instead, Jesus says, John, let that go. Let that expectation you have about the way things are or about the way Jesus is going to be working in the world, let that expectation go. And John does. I wonder what sort of expectations we might be holding on to that are getting in our way of drawing nearer, closer to God. The other thing is there's this this phrase Jesus uses about this let's let it go because this is about fulfilling all righteousness. I think most of us have this understanding of righteousness that is connected to the word right not wrong but in the Hebrew understanding the scriptural understanding righteousness carried with it this sense of of relationship to fulfill this relationship Righteousness is about relationship. It is about developing trust in God. So Jesus shows up and submits to this same practice that everybody else has shown up for, of confessing sins, of turning in a new direction. It's like Jesus is showing up in solidarity with all of the women and men gathered there that day. And then this moment that we hear about, he emerges from the water and the Spirit of God shows up, descending like a dove. And there's that voice from heaven that everyone hears announcing that Jesus is God's Son, is beloved, and God is well pleased with who Jesus is. This is before Jesus has even started, like teaching and healing and preaching. Like, all he had to do was show up, and God reminds him of his belovedness. In a few moments, we will all renew our own baptismal vows. We will renew the promises that were made on our behalf at our baptism, or the promises that we made when we chose baptism, and the promises that we remake every time there is a baptism. Because the baptism is not just about the person being baptized, but it is about the whole church, the whole community, surrounding and supporting that person, but also recommitting and re-engaging for ourselves. They're they're big promises. We promise that we will seek and serve Christ in all people. We promise that we will love our neighbors. We promise that we will love ourselves. We promise that we will strive for, for justice and for peace among all people. We promise that we will respect the dignity of every human being. It's a list with a lot of all and every. Without limitation, without qualification, we are invited to step into this all-encompassing way of love. The other thing that we are celebrating today, if you will, is today is the first Sunday after the Epiphany. The Epiphany is when our church celebrates the Magi, the wise ones, arriving with their gifts for the Christ child. We liturgically look or celebrate this day as 12 days after Christmas, so technically it was a couple of days ago, however time works. And this next season in our liturgical year, every Sunday, is a Sunday that points back to the Epiphany that points back to this experience of these three people. And we don't actually know much about the Magi, about the wise ones. We often call them the kings, these three kings. We're not even sure how many there were. But they came with three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. They came from somewhere beyond the story of the Hebrew people. They came from outside. They were definitely other. They followed a star. They were looking to the signs that they could see, and they they responded. They traveled with these gifts, and they show up and honor the Christ child. And we mark this day as epiphany that carries with it the manifestation of Christ in the world, the appearance of Christ in the world. During this season, we are invited to step into that space where we let go of the obligations that are getting in the way of us drawing nearer to God, where we cultivate space, create space, so that we may see where Christ is showing up today now. This life, this life of faith, this life that we live in Christ together, it's about practicing a rhythm of life that calls us into transformation. Sometimes that transformation, it's happening bit by bit, and we don't quite feel it, we don't really even notice the ways in which we are evolving, but we are. Other times, this transformation kind of knocks us over and all of a sudden we wake up and everything has changed. Everything has been made new. The season is about tuning into the ways Christ appears. Our work is simply to show up with our eyes and our ears and our hearts open. Open. Where might you look for, or listen, or feel for Christ? Where might you create space for Christ to appear for you? And also, where might we as a church create space and reveal the ways in which Christ is appearing in the world?